you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we're starting off this one saying that the intended audience are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. And today's episode is actually going to be a continuation from last Monday's episode about the OMRAM or OEMRAM. And this is the HIMSS analytics um, model for EMR adoption on the outpatient side. So let me just read this to you again. The outpatient electronic medical record adoption model assesses EMR adoption, keeping with unique needs of outpatient facilities in mind, achieving a, a near paperless environment that harnesses technology to support optimized patient care and improved care delivery with OMRAM. So again, I actually don't know if this is pronounced OMRAM or OEMRAM or OEMRAM, but it's spelled that way. So, you know. Uh, that's just my guess. So last week we went over stage 0, 1, 2, and 3. And then today we're going to be going over stage 4, 5, 6, and 7. So uh, after hitting uh, stage 3 and you're done with that, the next stage that is in this model is stage 4. And at this point, all the different types of orders are going to be electronically ordered in the system by the you know physician, provider, anyone who's a licensed provider on that patient encounter. So uh, things like you know um, medication orders, lab orders, any kind of order, it's all fully CPOE. And at this point, we actually have some clinical decision support um, interacting with the orders. So those are like alerts or drug drug interactions or things like that. So at this point, uh, the physicians or the providers are actually documenting in the record using templates, using structured templates. And they also have some discrete data for interaction with the clinical decision support. So when they're doing their templates of, you know, their, their soap notes, then maybe it pulls in some of these diagnoses, maybe it pulls in some of these allergies or uh, medications. And at the same time, all the lab results, they are also imported and stored in discrete structured forms, uh, enabling the clinical decision support to pull that information and make interaction checks with them. So reporting uh, to you know various uh, external registries such as state immunization, like California, they have the California um, Immunization Registry, which is CARE, C-A-I-R, or tumor registries. And other ones like maybe um, the infectious disease one for, uh, you know, reporting for antimicrobial stewardship. Uh, those are all also part of this stage. And after this is done, stage five is interesting. Stage five is when the patient portal exists for the patient and they can actually see their test results or they can actually obtain additional educational material for the, you know, the needs that they, they have. Like, for example, if I am a patient, I can log into my patient portal. And in stage five, I can log into my patient portal and actually search for uh, maybe I have an issue with my neck and I'm going to be searching for, you know, neck exercises. And there will be patient leaflet information in there that I can access. Uh, also for the patient portals, the users can interact with caregivers and update, you know, their demographic and allergy information and even use it to schedule appointments or request an appointment. So that means like I would log into my patient portal and I'm like, oh, I want to see my doctor next week. I could send a message over to my doctor's office and request that, oh, do you have any appointments for next week? So at this stage, patient portal has a lot of functions. Um, also, there should be some evidence that the provider has activity to promote the engagement of the patient. And also in stage five, uh, you know, there is also evidence that a proportion of the patient population is actually using it. So stage six is when you have advanced clinical decision support. And this is like protocols, this is like pathways, these are like advisors, things like that. Uh, and they are helpful in, you know, providing diagnostic support. And then health status and preventive care reminder flags are set in the outpatient setting. And then they are being used to help providers with preventive care for the patients. Uh, evidence exists and results can be shown 
of the beneficial use of the patient engagement program with uh, improved health status indicators in a underserved population of patients. And also in stage six, uh, the clinic actually maintains and uses the disease registries for case management and for population health, public health, things like that. And they also have a few medical devices that are operating in those patient care areas in the outpatient setting. And then stage seven, stage seven is that final stage of adoption. This is when the outpatient facility no longer uses any paper charts. The AMR has a mix of, you know, the structured documentation, uh, the things that are discrete data elements for analytics and for clinical decision support. There's also data from the devices that they're using, like imaging, or maybe some of the you know blood monitor devices that they do, like the finger sticks within the clinics, uh, even test results. All of them are talking to each other. The organization is also participating with what's called the health information exchange system. And it's a kind of like a system where they can share their information across with another organization and some other vendors. Um, and then they also have a disaster recovery and business continuity plans where if there was an issue, if there was a downtime, they know how to proceed. At this point, there's also system governance that is pretty solid, pretty, uh, you know, reliable. And there's been a lot of history at this point of solving issues and, you know, adapting to change and adapting to requested changes. And at this point, too, the business has a very robust amount of information. So their analytics are very good and they're able to, you know, improve patient care using all that analytics and using all that information from population health. So those are the seven stages of uh, OEMRAM. And I hope you guys uh, found this useful. Uh, you know, you can go back to the episodes that I did for EMRAM about the inpatient side and maybe compare and contrast what's different and what's similar between the two, right? So hope you guys have a good week and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy Team Me. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy me and remember technology is a tool patient care is the goal